0: Welcome to the Gracefully Refined Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Redfairn, and I am so glad you decided to tune in. Here on the Gracefully Refined Podcast, I tackle topics that not only will challenge you in your Christian walk, but will also encourage, uplift, and remind you of the infinite and indescribable hope that we have through Jesus Christ. I am so excited to dive into God's Word with you. There are so many amazing truths that are still applicable in our daily lives, and I cannot wait to discuss them with you. So, friend, grab your Bible and coffee, and let's get into the Word. What is up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode here on the Gracefully Refined Podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your week. Um, for me, it is definitely been an interesting week, but. By God's grace, we are here, and we are going to make the best of this new week going forward. And so I really, really hope that last week's episode was encouraging to you. If you missed it, be sure to go back and listen. It's an incredible one. It's a really in-depth one on Isaiah 6, and I was just so excited about that one. But until I actually started preparing the podcast, and I was praying over what season two would entail, I had no idea until I started preparing them. That last week's episode and this week's would go hand in hand. um, And that they would piggyback off of each other. I had no idea. So that just shows you how good God is whenever I've prayed over what he would desire for me to speak on. So I'm really, really excited for this week and what this conversation is going to hold. But before we get started, I wanted to ask you guys another question. I know I asked you guys questions last week and... I normally don't do that, but I feel like it's necessary to get you thinking on the episodes as well as the topics for today's discussion. So um, the few questions that I have for you today are, do you feel worthy or good enough to where God is calling you? Are you confident in your calling or do you feel that God made a mistake in who he selected? Friend, if you answered that you do not feel good enough or qualified enough, This episode is for you. So last week, as I said, we went through Isaiah and read about how incredibly powerful and holy God is. And how he responded, talking about Isaiah responding to God, Whenever God asked, Whom shall I send? Isaiah answered, Here I am, send me. I don't know about you, but I definitely did not respond that way whenever I felt Called by the Lord. I can still remember it. I was 16 and I was at Winter Jam. I don't really remember who was the speaker. It may have been Sadie Robertson, but I don't think she was speaking at Winter Jam quite yet, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, The speaker probably most likely was Nick Hall when Nick Hall was still doing that. And I haven't been to a winter jam since I was a teenager, so I don't really even know who they have as a speaker now. But back then, it was Nick Hall. Um, And I remember just listening to whoever the speaker was, whether it was Sadie or Nick. And in my spirit, it was almost as if God was audibly speaking to my spirit. So that's how I know it was the Holy Spirit talking to me. And I felt this – I want to – I want to be very careful with how I say this because I know people can interpret this the wrong way. But I felt this impression from the Holy Spirit on my heart saying, this is what you're going to do for me. You're going to speak and lead others to me. And I really felt that very strong in my spirit. Y'all, I was petrified. My hands were sweaty. (laughs) I could not imagine why God would have wanted me to do that. Like seriously, even me leading this Bible study on my podcast almost 11 years after this took place, it makes me nervous because as much as I love people and I love talking to people, having to speak and be vulnerable and be me is very, very difficult, Um, which at the time that I was called, I was not willing to do this because I was afraid of what people would say or do if they actually got to see then like who I really was. So at one point in this podcast, um, not this episode, but just later on in this season, I'm actually going to be giving my testimony. And the reason why it's just taken me so long to do it is just because it's very personal and having to be vulnerable with people is not a strong suit of mine. Um, There's always been that fear of if people really got to see and know the real me, the real what happened behind the scenes Of my childhood and even early 20s. um, It would make people not really want to be around me. Because I haven't always been this person who was so on fire for the Lord. I I made mistakes. I made bad choices. And that's really hard to talk about, right? So I've come a long way. And I want to use my story to not only help others. But to lead others closer to Christ. Because I would be absolutely nothing without Christ. But... Getting back to my experience as a 16-year-old, I just was not willing to do this because I, like I'd already said, I experienced way too much hurt. I'd made way too many mistakes. I was literally a nobody teen from a small town in Alabama. I grew up by the beach. And so um, even though there's always a lot of tourists, it really is just like a small town. Um, And I just really didn't think anybody would care to listen to what I'd have to say. Um, plus, not to mention, if you haven't noticed, I do kind of struggle with a speech impediment whenever I'm really nervous. So, um, since I was really little, I have always stuttered, especially when I get nervous or if I can't get out what I'm trying to say fast enough, if I'm startled. And so, whenever I was a little girl, my pediatrician actually told my mom that the reason why I had this um, stutter wasn't because I I like was not smart, or like that I would struggle the rest of my life. But he believed that my brain was just computing information of words way faster than my mouth was able to speak it, and that one day my mouth would catch up with my brain. Sounded absolutely crazy, but he was right. Because if you know me in real life, you know that I speak very fast, much faster than what I'm speaking on the podcast. So I am a very quick speaker, but still I. I still have moments where I'm stuttering, especially if I'm trying to get my thoughts formulated on what I want to say or if I'm nervous. So, so yeah, so I definitely just was not sure how God could use me, especially whenever I have I have this horrible like stutter problem, right? And the first time that I actually ended up speaking in person, not in a show where I was acting, but as myself, was in a class in front of my peers and my professor. And I literally had to tell my brain, During the whole presentation, speak slowly, speak clearly, and whatever you do, do not stutter. Do you want to know what ended up happening? Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I lost my place in my notes and started scrambling and shaking and I stuttered so bad that I got really embarrassed and I turned bright red I ended up making an A on that presentation somehow. I think most of my grade came from sympathy points from my professor, I think that she just felt really sorry for me. And after it was all said and done, after that first presentation, I remember thinking, God, why me? Why do I have to speak? I'm just not good enough. And plus, I'm really shy. So like I said, I love being around people. I am the most introverted people person That you could ever think of. And having to speak to people actually terrifies me. But at the same time, I really want to talk to people. I just don't know what to say or how to converse sometimes. So I really just did not understand or know how God could use me with the way I struggled. Um, There's actually a quote that Sadie Robertson said. I saw it on a reel on Instagram. And I really just always love this audio. Um, But this is what she says in it. Before you were called, God had already considered who you are. Friends, no matter what you feel like God is calling you to do, whether that is talking to that one person that He's been putting in your path all week, or starting a Bible study group, or anything that's in between, God already knew who you were whenever He called you. He does not expect perfection from us, but rather that we would have a willing spirit that desires for His will above all else. With that being said, I want us to go ahead and look at Moses' story really quick in which God calls him out from the burning bush um, to go to Egypt, the place that he actually fled from, to rescue Israel out of captivity. And we're only going to be reading a very small portion of this account. I highly suggest you to go ahead and do a deep dive into this, on, your te- this text in Scripture on your own. You can find it within Exodus uh, three and four but we're today we're only going to be looking at exodus four verses 10 through 17 but before we get into that i want us to give like a i want to go ahead and give you guys like a short little brief synopsis of what would have happened in chapter three so during this time moses is actually shepherding his father in law's herd when he happens near horeb this is also called the mountain of god so It is here that he witnesses the remarkable sight of a burning bush. It's a bush that's on fire, but not actually burning. It's just, there's fire on this bush. So, he ventures closer because this would have been really odd to see at this point. And as he gets closer, God ends up calling out to him from the bush and tells Moses to go back to Egypt and that he would be the one to lead Israel safely out of Egypt by the power of God and out of captivity. So Moses then proceeds to ask God questions like, Well, who will I say sent me? And what if they don't accept me or believe me? And then God replied to Moses um, that he should tell them that he who sent Moses is Yahweh. And that he demands Pharaoh let his people go. However, God already knows that Pharaoh is not going to let the Israelites go so easily. Even under a strong hand or strong force. But in the end, regardless of Pharaoh's resistance, the Israelites will be set free, and they will be sent out of Egypt. So, this is kind of where we pick up in chapter four, and right before um, the chap- the right before the little passage of scripture, we're going to be looking at um, Moses. Still, continues to ask God like different questions, and God gives him different signs and wonders um, that he will be performed that Moses can use as a sign that God is with them and that God is ordaining all of this to be done. So picking up in verse 10 of chapter four, it says, "'But Moses replied to the Lord, "'Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, "'either in the past or recently, "'or since you have been speaking to your servant, "'because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish.' "'The Lord said to him, "'Who placed a mouth on humans?' Who will make a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Moses said, Please, Lord, send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, Isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well, and also he is on his way now to meet you. He will rejoice when he sees you. You will speak with him and tell him what I say. I will help both of you and him to speak. And I will teach you both what to do. He will speak to the people for you. He will serve as a mouth for you. And you will serve as God to him. And take this staff in your hand that you will perform the signs with. Man. Friends, this passage of Scripture just really hits home for me sometimes. Moses questioned whether or not he was good enough or even worthy enough to do this calling. It rocked him to his core. He even begged God to use someone else despite God's many promises that he would be with him and guide him. If you follow the rest of the story through Exodus— Moses and Aaron do, in fact, go to Pharaoh. And after the many plagues and the many audiences, or like when they'd go before Pharaoh speaking with Pharaoh, it is only when Pharaoh's firstborn son dies and the rest of the firstborn of Egypt that he actually allows the Israelites to leave. And Moses did, in fact, lead them out. And they would then wander in the wilderness for 40 years due to their disobedience to God. God used Moses despite Moses' insecurities and despite Moses' lack of. Friend, how often it is our weaknesses that become God's ultimate and show God's ultimate strength. It is through our obedience to God's call that we are able to be a vessel He uses here on earth to draw others closer to Him. Our callings are not all going to be the same And that is beautiful. That is such a beautiful thing about the body of Christ because we're all called to different things. We're not all called to be speakers. We're not all called to be pastors. We're not all called to be worship leaders. We're called in the areas that God has called us to. If we were all called to do the same thing, only one aspect of the church would be impacted. But instead, God uses our strengths as well as our weaknesses for his glory and brings others to himself through our obedience. Like I quoted Sadie saying earlier, he already knows and has considered who you are and were before he even called you. And yet he still desires to use you. Friend, it is time to stop running from whatever God is placing on your heart. It is okay to stumble through it and be scared to death or even doubt if you're doing it right. The only thing that truly matters is your obedience, friend. Allow God to carry you the rest of the way. We are not good enough on our own, but God is enough, and is strong enough, and is wise enough, and is loving enough to lead us through. But I will say that whenever we live in our callings in full devotion to God, it will require sacrifice. For me, it was giving up certain idols that I had not released or even realized that I had placed ahead of God. I had to let those things go and repent, as well as seek after God wholeheartedly. And it is not always easy, but whenever I'm able to see the fruit of what God is able to do through someone like me, it makes my heart so joyful. There is no greater joy than knowing someone saw God in you and desired that type of relationship for themselves. As we close today, I want to pray over you. I want to speak life over you and whatever God is leading you to do. Stop saying all of the what-ifs, though that is much easier to do than be obedient. Lay them all down and choose to say yes to where God says He is leading you. I also want you to consider what it is God is asking you to give up in order to live out your calling. Are you willing to actually give it up in order to follow wherever He leads? Let's pray, friends. Father, you are so good and so kind to us. Lord, I pray today that whoever may be listening would desire a deeper, more intimate relationship with you. God, I pray for each one of their callings and that you would stir within their spirits what you desire for them to do for your kingdom. I pray that anything holding them back that they would be able to lay down at your feet and at the foot of the cross and would be willing to be a vessel for your glory. I pray that the attacks of Satan would not prevail. I pray that this would be a generation of believers that would desire to seek you and follow your lead. I pray that they would not be hindered by opinions or worldly desires, but that you would pull them closer to yourself and that you would not leave them. I pray, God, that as you give each of them the confidence and the boldness to live out whatever their calling is, that you would be with them and not leave them. Lord, there is no greater calling or lesser than one another. I thank you for that because you have created each of us with a unique set of gifts and talents. I pray that each would use, would be used for your ultimate glory, God. Lord, we're not enough on our own, but you are enough, Father. Help us as we seek you through this time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gracefully Refined Podcast. I hope that through this episode, you are challenged, encouraged, and reminded of the infinite and indescribable hope that is found in Jesus, our Savior. If you do not follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram under the handle Morgan Redfarin, that is spelled M-O-R-G-A-N-E-R-E-D-F-E-R-I-N, where I post Jesus-loving content even more. I pray you have an incredible rest of your week and I will see you in the next episode.